Hello! This is the 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking podcast. I'm your hostess with the most is Diane Gibbs, a.k.a. Doobie Die. This podcast is about the 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking. These are my stories of me drinking and drunking my way through 30 plus years of my life and how I finally found the freedom from alcohol and still being able to have fun. Hey, I just want to share with you guys about Gibbs Goodies. Have you heard about them? Gibbs Goodies is an apothecary of healthy, delectable goodness, plant-based and nutritious treats. And they're featuring sticky balls. And you ask, what are sticky balls? They're nothing like you've ever tasted. They're a healthy, healing, nutritious, and oh-so-delicious treat. They're packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, offering an energy boost with natural sugar that's easy for the body to process, filling fiber. It's strengthening your bones and teeth and supporting your vision and heart health. It helps regulate your hormones and it boosts your metabolism with healing agents promoting growth and recovery. They're so scrumptious and even more fun to say, sticky balls. So come get your hands sticky on my balls. Reach out to me, DM me, and I can let you know how you're able to get your hands sticky on a six-pack or 12-pack of sticky balls. Neat to eat, delicious, nutritious treats. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I'm excited to have you joining us today. Um, it's March 22nd and we just uh, had the spring equinox yesterday. So we are officially in springtime and this happens to be my 48th episode of my 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking Alcohol podcast. Today we're going to be talking about self-sabotage. Um, and it's all around my, uh, the title of this one is my birthday bash. So for years, you know, you always go out and celebrate your birthday and have drinks and all. And I would love planning a birthday party. And what was more fun is like when I moved to Chicago, I really had all my girlfriends around, um, to celebrate with, uh, and I just, wanted to always make the most of it. So here I am, it's my birthday and I'd um, schedule some fun, fancy dinner um, where we go out, get all dressed up and have a really nice meal and celebrate me. And as time went along, um, uh, while I was working at uh, U.S. Foods, I had several bars as my customer and my local cheers bar, as I'd call it, Johnny O'Hagan's also was, I called it my office. So on my birthday, I didn't usually take the day off, but I would um, see my customers in the morning and then around noon, try to get to O'Hagan's. My very good friend was the bartender. So I um, would get there, get some food in me, have a birthday beverage to start, 
And then as the day went along, um, different people would start trickling in. You know, of course, there was a lunch and rush and they would want to like celebrate a little bit with me. And then usually I had some friends that got done with work around three, four o'clock. They were contractors, of course, the Irish builders, contractors, bar owners, bartenders. And so they would trickle in and um, help me celebrate. And as I sat there, I would kind of start looking at the clock as I was getting creeping to time to have to go meet my friends out for this fancy dinner. Um, but I wasn't really putting too much thought to like what I was doing by sitting there getting drunk. I didn't, I had so much, it was like a lack of awareness how wasted I would really get and how obnoxious it really was. I thought there were times that I could actually handle my alcohol. And um, there was a lot of like, I had no self-awareness um, really during this time. And so by the time it ended up going to dinner, man, I was 10 sheets to the wind and I was trying to hide it and fake it and not let anybody really know what was going on. So here I am. This was the time that um, my friends, we were going to the Erie Cafe and um, that is a really nice upscale steakhouse in Chicago, old school, classy joint. And I went there to meet, um, I think there was probably about eight of us going to dinner. And um, I remember getting there. I know um, I snuck off to the bathroom to um, do some more nose candy. And then I remember, you know, ordering drinks. Um, and then once you get that nose candy, the cocaine in you, you really don't really care for, um, you don't really want to eat as much. And it just, but I was just trying to stay awake and trying to stay in the party. And then we ordered dinner. And I remember that time, um, I ordered a nice dinner, ate whatever I could, um, and um, when the dinner was over, I just remember going to the bathroom, and I threw my dinner up. Now, that restaurant's a very expensive restaurant, so I just picked up $100 worth of food that my friends were buying, and I was horrified, and I was embarrassed, and I tried not to let on to what I had done. And, um, that was just, uh, that was just one of the several times that I pulled that stunt. And, um, I just felt like, as I look back on it, how disrespectful that was to my friends, um, that had taken the time to come to celebrate with me. And, um, you know, they'd been at work and they come and they brought me gifts and we have this nice dinner. They're there to appreciate me, celebrate me. Um, and I was just like three sheets to the wind and it was so not cool. And it was just like, after I realized it, it was like this self sabotaging behavior. And so I want to take a look um, at that, because, you know, alcohol dulls your brain signals that warns people that they're making this mistake. You know, I didn't. And that drinkers, of course, 
are um, aware, but alcohol causes them to really care less. I mean, I really was just like, so it lowers your inhibitions, leading you to act more impulsively and care less about how others adversely regard your behavior. Holy moly. So I want to talk about this self-sabotage. I was reading an article um, by Alea Cooks-Campbell, and it was on the Better Up blog. And she talks about self-sabotage. Um, and no one wants to admit that we sabotage ourselves, but we all do it to some degree. Everyone has done things that took them out of step of their goal that they were trying to achieve or behavior that they wanted to change. That's okay when you're aware of it, but when you're not, like, what is this self-sabotage? Self-sabotage means to deliberately damage, block, or impair something so that it doesn't work as intended. Even though we rarely block ourselves deliberately from getting what we want, we still might want to do or say things to get in our own way. To others, it can seem deliberate. And to me, when I was (coughs) drinking... I wasn't trying to be rude and deliberate. I was just trying to have fun. And as I look back on it, um, I I know that it was like I had a um, issue with I had the can't stops, which I've talked about. Um, and this other thing about the um, and what does self sabotage really mean? Although we usually talk about self self sabotaging behavior. It's also possible to have a self-sabotaging mindset and patterns. So that's what I felt. I had a self-sabotaging pattern. And becoming aware of what causes this self-sabotaging pattern is the key of breaking them. And um, so what are some of the things that causes our self-sabotaging behavior? Well, the self-sabotaging happens when there is a mismatch between our values and our behavior. It most likely um, when we have to either do something that doesn't align with what we really want. Conversely, it might be that we know what we want, but that something doesn't help us get there. So it's knowing that I'm going out for a really nice dinner to celebrate um, me with my friends. And what do I do is I just get wasted so that the celebration isn't as joyful um, for them. And I almost think that they're like wondering why that we're even here. Um, So ways to identify it. I mean, my story is very clear of what I was doing. But there are many different patterns associated with self-sabotage. One of the most essential steps in identifying self-sabotage behavior is to develop self-awareness. That self-awareness or that introspection is critical to noticing unhelpful patterns of behavior. And then it's strengthening our ability to stop them in their tracks. Um, And so one... 
And, and so a helpful way to identifying forms of self-sabotage is to frame your situation by using this sentence. I want to achieve this, I want to achieve this goal, but I keep doing this behavior. And so I want to achieve a nice birthday celebration, but I keep on showing up wasted and ruining the party. At least that's what I thought in my mind. And a lot of people, there are different reasons um, to identify it. So like your perfectionism, your striving to be perfect might sound like a good thing, but it often gets in the way of being effective. Uh, perfectionists often struggle with getting started on projects. And then when they get started, um, the obsession with the details keeps them from getting it finished. So um, there's also moderation. This is where I feel. So people who struggle with moderation often have difficulty setting boundaries. So that was the case of the can't stops. And this behavior looks like people pleasing, which causes them to say yes to too many things. Like, yes to another drink. Oh, I'll have another shot. Or it may be the lack of moderation in areas of their lives, like one too many drinks on a night out. So I just was totally um, overdoing it for sure. There are times that you're um, running on empty. And so um, they call that one. Have you ever heard of the fable about the goose that laid the golden egg and the owner was tired of just getting one egg? So they cut the goose open to get them. And really, that doesn't work at all. So neglecting your personal needs to try to get more done isn't just short-sighted. It's, it's a sneaky sign of self-sabotage. And then here's another one, that procrastination. Um, everyone gets, everyone's guilty of procrastinating now and again, especially when the project is um, they don't really want to do. But putting off your responsibilities can actually indicate a lack of self-confidence. So when you procrastinate, you prevent yourself from having the time and the resources you need to do your best work. So um, I feel like I that was part of me, procrastination. Um, not that I did it in this instance, but I have seen myself do it in the past because of my lack of self-confidence. I think that um, could actually play into my procrastination of doing my podcast because I felt um, like I didn't have the self-confidence to share the information um, because I'm not like that type of person that holds on to that empirical information. I really have to have notes to um, so that I can share kind of like what I'm doing right now. Um, procrastination also go often goes hand in hand with perfectionism because perfectionists often delay starting a project if they can't feel they do it perfectly. And then one of the other, the last ones is the lack of communication. Um, communication is a regular part of our lives, both in and out of the workplace. We need, when we resist communication, it often is due to self-criticism. We worry about asking for help. Um, 
or when we're asking for help, we're highlighting our failures. Um, so I never really told anybody that I felt like I had a drinking problem. I knew throughout my whole life that I did, but how could I ever admit to that? Because that just shows a huge sign of weakness. Um, and I definitely, um, you know, like those symptoms of that self-sabotage, refusing to ask for help, um, picking fights or causing conflicts with your loved ones. You could set goals that are too low or too high. Um, all that negative self-talk and that self uh, extreme self-criticism. I know like the next day after my birthday, I beat myself up to all degrees, um, feeling so guilty at how I acted, not remembering the events of the evening, um, wasting the food, uh, just having my friends come and me just being such a disaster. I just so thought was so not cool. Um, you know, and like the psychological impacts of self-sabotage, it's self-sabotaging behavior drains our motivation, our enthusiasm and our self-esteem because the evidence of our failures start to pile up and we're no longer think we're good enough. And so what I started doing with my birthdays um, is that I actually realized um, what conflicts I was causing and I got into fights with friends and um, the end of, ended up the night didn't, you know, go so well. And, um, and then I stopped wanting to celebrate my birthday because I knew this was a pattern that I needed to break. And in order for it to work best for me, I had to no longer have the parties on the night of my birthday because I knew I was going to show up drunk and I wanted to break that pattern. I had one friend that, or two that I would actually go out with and make plans with. Um, and that way they knew what I was up to. I communicated it to them and I wasn't really um, ruining everybody else's night. Um, and, you know, there are ways to learn how to stop self-sabotaging. And there are five ways, they say. You develop some self-awareness, you write it out, you create a plan and do it, you practice mindfulness, and you communicate. And I know that that self the developing the self-awareness was my, the biggest thing that I needed to do. I did not, I had, I was so lacking awareness when I drank. And once I finally, because the conflicts continued to get worse on my birthday, I put two and two together that it was me and the alcohol and it wasn't working out and making plans with my friends. Um, I just, um, I would feel really shitty because I let everybody down along with myself and I no one no longer wanted it to go that way. So I want to say to you, if you're looking at some ways to start sabotage, to stop the self-sabotaging, 
Um, I mentioned this earlier Why writing this out. I want to achieve, in parentheses, goal, but I keep doing, in parentheses, this behavior. Once you've identified the goal and the behavior that is blocking it, you can start to understand what the negative behavior is actually telling you. So um, in many cases, the self-destructive behavior is rooted in anxiety. Our anxious behavior causes us to avoid doing what we need to do to reach our goals. So the anxious behavior, uh, you know, I can't necessarily say uh, that anxious behavior did that. I think it was just the obnoxious behavior of wanting to get drunk and, um, and not really being respectful of my friend's time um, and what uh, the time that I was sharing with them. And so um, you can also write it out and um, it's journaling, as I mentioned, and answering that question. And then I ended up creating a plan and doing it. So the plan was no longer to have a plan to get together and have a big birthday celebration. I could still drink, um, but it I wasn't going to go and ruin people's evening um, with me showing up wasted. Uh, and then through the years, you know, you turn and once you really become aware of the self-defeating pattern, um, you start to, you need to practice some mindfulness. It's important to learn with the difficult feelings and be gentle with yourself. Uh, be gentle with yourself as they come up. Practicing mindfulness, breathing, and meditation is something great. It's wonderful to use. I've been doing a lot of that. Not only can it be helpful, um, help you develop self-compassion, but it can also help you break down the patterns faster. Breathwork strengthens your ability to stay present, which will help you notice um, when your inner critic pops up. And... Um, it is like that practicing self, uh, that practice, um, the mindfulness, um, doing that in exercise, like in yoga, um, doing breath work, meditation, um, and working with a coach. And even um, there's some really good mental health podcasts out there. So, and the last one is communicate. In some ways, the last step is both the simplest and the scariest. Um, so communicating, even if it's only a little bit of um, your mental health journey, can have several benefits. For once, you're voicing your fear, and it often makes it seem less frightening. For another, sharing your goals or what you want to um, accomplish helps to build accountability and support. So telling my friends what I was doing on a regular basis, or not regular, well, my friends saw the amount that I drank, but the pattern that I wanted to stop on my birthday was um, I, I needed to talk about that. And I had my friends um, that I could call after my birthday and tell them where I was at and how bad I actually felt and um, realizing what I was actually doing. And so 
Here's some of the final thoughts on uh, self-sabotage. As you learn more about, about the different types of self-sabotage and how they show up, you got to be gentle with yourself. And remember, trying to change too much at once is a classic self-defeating behavior. So working with like a coach or a health profession, mental health professional can be very helpful. Um, it can provide support and accountability as you learn to stop self-sabotaging and moving forward. And so with that, I wanted to offer up um, an opportunity for you to do some one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching um, or actually just have some a conversation with me on what uh, what you're doing and how alcohol might be causing you to self-sabotage. And so it was a big factor in my life. I, um, I could see self-sabotaging um, really made my situations worse. And even when I did quit drinking, I could see where there were still patterns in my life that I did the self-sabotage. So it wasn't always the alcohol. Alcohol just exacerbated the um, situation. And so really that, um, that self-awareness was super important for me. And, you know, one thing that I got to say, Anne Lamont had this quote that sobriety gave me everything that alcohol promised. I thought that I was getting so much out of alcohol. I thought that it was going to contribute to the celebration of my birthday. I thought I was going to have a much better time um, with my friends if I was drinking because that's what we did. Now, my friends would drink, um, but on that birthday, I drank to excess. I drank to like there was no tomorrow and I just kept on going. And I just thought, wow, this was so uncool. And I hated what I was doing. Um, and I know I needed to stop. Um, so my birthdays look so different. I don't have big gatherings. I really am a quality time person. So I like to get together and celebrate my birthday in small groups. That way I can have better conversations. Instead of having that big party of 50 people, um, I find that I like having a dinner with six people and um, just enjoying those conversations. And, um, and so, that is what I figured out. I still do some self-sabotage, uh, but every I become more aware of it and um, the pattern, and it, it is no longer a pattern in my life. And um, being aware of my emotional and mental mindset has really um, helped me a lot. Um, and so here are some of my, um, clothing thoughts. And this was a little journal entry. God, I'm grateful for my podcast, um, my opportunity to share my stories of disappointment and self-sabotage, my destructive relationship with alcohol. The birthday was always hard for me, hard to actually realize and celebrate um, my true and real self. 
another year older and another drunken birthday. It was my day and I would spend it getting drunk all day, not even considering the consequences of what will happen that evening when my friends would gather with me. Setting myself up for disappointment each time I grabbed another drink and did another shot. It was like a shot in the foot each time showing each time showing up totally crippled to the event. How fun was that? It wasn't and it sucked and I felt worse the next day remembering the bits of what happened and feeling extremely guilty for what I couldn't remember and hating myself and not really even truly loving myself there. What a way to celebrate your birthday. Um, and this was something I was no longer going to do. So I want to thank you for stopping by and listening to my story. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you. And um, if you're looking to talk about being sober curious, I'm here for you to um, do that. So thanks for stopping by and listening and God bless. Are you curious about living a sober life, but not sure where to start? Do you want to explore what it means to be sober curious and how it can benefit your overall well-being? If so, I want to invite you to book a free 30-minute discovery call with me. During this call, we'll discuss the concept of sober curiosity and how it can help you improve your health, relationships, and overall quality of life. We will also explore different strategies and resources to support your journey towards a sober, curious lifestyle. Whether you're interested in cutting back on alcohol, exploring new ways to have fun and socialize, or simply seeking a healthier way of living, I'm here to guide you through the process. My goal is to help you gain clarity and confidence in your decision to explore a sober, curious life. I believe that everyone deserves to feel empowered and in control of their choices. I'm committed to supporting you every step of the way. If this sounds like something you'd like to explore further, please reach out to me via DM and the links in the show notes to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call. I look forward to speaking with you soon. So thanks again for stopping by, being here, and listening. This is just another one of the reasons why I needed to quit drinking. You can find me and the 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor. Please do me a favor. Make sure you subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a review and even share with a friend. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. This is Diane Gibbs and the 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking podcast. Until next time, later.